Yeah, I just keep it steady on the magic. Do my thing, I'm healing, it's fantastic. If I fall, rise automatic. You ain't no now, you know. On the one, rain myself like a tree from the roots. West side girl, cause she lived in the coast. East side girl, when she speaks to the roots. Stay 100, cause she on with the truth. Been there on struggle, know that it passed. Take off, ooh, take off, ooh, take off. This is take off, take off, take off. Shorty like Brandy, fight like Monica. What you know about her? Baby girl raising, way to the top. Shaking the world, don't expect her to stop. Hope so great, she get what she got. Follow her step, cause she following God. What you need more, got a heart full of gold. Even at times when it's raining and cold, ooh, she about take off. What up, what up, what up, everybody? Welcome to the Uprooted Network. It is your girl, Hannah, a.k.a. Ruta. And um, y'all, y'all watching me live on YouTube and LinkedIn right now, I think. Um, Facebook, for some reason, ain't, ain't wanting to work right today. But that's okay because it's Manifest Mondays. And you already know this is my favorite segment of the week. Um, not to say I don't love everybody else, but this has been the most therapeutic practice for me is to manifest with all of y'all. So hopefully you guys can hear me okay. Um, yeah, this is new. This is new for me using this streaming service. So I hope it's working for everybody else. Um, definitely is a little bit cooler. Instagram isn't working today either. So look at how God worked, showed up for me today. And right on cue, you already know, the garbage truck It's Monday, man. Hopefully somebody put out the trash. But y'all, this week, this month is all about surviving to thriving. Um, we have gone through so much as a people that I don't really know how everyone's still standing if they don't have the coping mechanisms, the healthy coping mechanisms to deal with all this stress and grief that we've been dealing with this um, the last two years, actually pretty nuts like if we really think about it it has been a wild ride um and so what i want to talk to you guys about is how i get through this grief process a lot of you guys have been asking for tips and tricks um how i'm handling things and i just want to make sure that i'm taking care of y'all so first and foremost i want to talk to you guys about what is grief? Like, let's start with defining it. And um, the reason why I want us to talk about this in our manifesting um, practice and is that you can't, you can't make like your visions and your life and your reality come true when you're stuck in your grief. Because I feel like part of being stuck in your grief is not wanting your reality to change. Um, and so I want to kind of like break that down a little bit and talk to you guys about some of the grief that I've been through in life. And um, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be an interesting one. And it's so weird because I'm used to having you guys in the comments here, but I can't see them. So we'll see how that goes. Um, oh, I can see myself on YouTube, though. Hopefully I can hear them. All right, so hopefully you guys can still hear me. Um, and first and foremost, let's start with 
what is grief, right? And if you look up the definition of grief, I'm going to do it again for you guys. Um, you will get deep sorrow, especially that is caused by somebody's death, right? Um, that's, I feel like, the most popular like thing that you will hear is that usually when someone passes, you kind of feel this overwhelming sadness and sorrow. Um, and we call that grief. And I, I feel like it's tied to a loss of some sort. Um, but a loss is not always just about the people that we lose. It's also about the reality of our life changing. So what I want you guys to try to do is extend that and then give yourself some grace because we're not just grieving our loved ones that are passing we're grieving life as we knew it our day-to-day -day has changed drastically like really really drastically um your friendships have changed you need to grieve that too some of some of you have switched jobs myself included right like i'm doing this full time now um and trying to build a platform and a business out of this. And this is not the route that I thought I was going to go. So I had to grieve that reality. And that was really hard. Um, what else can you grieve? You, you grieve sometimes the dreams that can't happen the way that you plan them to. Um, you know, for instance, like, did I think I'd be living in Denver at this point in my life? Uh, like, no, you know, like, did I think that I would be in somebody's corporate office in a corner um, being that boss woman? Yeah. And not that that still can't happen. It's just not going to happen in the way that I thought it would. And I'm, I'm actually more happy for it. But there's still a part of me that had to let that go. And I think that I found a different definition of grief that I feel like encompasses this a lot better. And that was, grief is the conflicting feelings caused by the end of or change in a familiar pattern of behavior, um, which pretty much covers everybody and everything, right? I think the, the hardest thing for us as human beings, which still doesn't make sense to me is that we really don't like change like our brains really enjoy consistency um we are hardwired for it and for stability just to find out that the gag is the only thing that is consistent about life is change things change every single day and we have to find a way to deal with that and it is exhausting and it can be painful um, and it can be scary. And there's a lot of fear, like, you know, wrapped up in that. And then there's also overwhelming sadness. And um, I want to kind of walk you through what I experienced um, with a few examples, because I think sometimes we just talk about definitions and, oh, there's this, this and that. and. But I think it helps when somebody tells you, like, let's name the feelings. Let's talk about the ugly side of this um, that people don't want to talk about and even some of the positive sides of this. So, OK, here it goes. Um, when we're talking about 
grief. And there's another quote that I kind of wanted to use um, for this. I want to talk about losing people in our life because that's the one that's most prevalent to all of us. Um, and there's a definition for that. Said so grief is the feeling of reaching out for someone who's always been there only to discover when you need them one more time, they're no longer there. And um, I had to fight back tears just even thinking about that. And I'm try really hard because I didn't bring my tissues out here. I know better than to not bring my tissues on a Monday, but um, it's really hard. It's really hard. And then sometimes we lose people that we never got to experience. Like some of us have distant relatives, right, that we never got to meet um, or for whatever reason. So we can even turn that around to grief is the feeling of reaching out for someone who has never been there for me, only to discover when I need them one more time, they still aren't there. And it's this like closing of the loop that that possibility is not there for you anymore. And you have to grieve that loss, even though you never physically had it. Um, and that's sometimes harder to explain to people. And then sometimes we can think about it in terms of divorce or lost friendships um, or even just what we're experiencing right now. Um, and it says, grief is the feeling of reaching out for someone who had been there for me at one time only to discover that I can't go back um, to get help or comfort anymore. And I know that all of us who are living through this pandemic, that's globally, but then especially those of us um, that have been experiencing genocide and war over the last year, it has been so traumatizing and the grief has been overwhelming. It almost feels like we're in a suspended state because we're not really sure what we're grieving yet. In all of those scenarios, we're not sure. Are we grieving the loss of family members we haven't met? Probably. Are we grieving um, family that we haven't heard back from yet and we just have no idea? So we're, we're waiting and we're watching and we're hoping and we're praying. Um, yeah, we are in like a very suspended state of grief and it's so hard every day to pretend to be normal, um, to continue the fight and to, to walk forward. It's extremely exhausting and difficult. And I'm just like overwhelmed by it all on most days. And I think that a lot of you look at me and you're like, how does she manage it all? A lot of practices, a lot of, a lot of practices. And I'll go over that more on um, week three this month. But I want to just talk about the first step, which is you have to face your grief and you have to acknowledge it and you have to deal with the emotion and the pain because the longer you try to avoid it, like the harder it gets and the harder it becomes. And sometimes our brains don't want us to feel that much pain. And so what will happen is we create a narrative, a story that is a lot softer for us to, to deal with. Um, there's days even now where I don't feel like my loved ones are gone. 
And I think sometimes like it tricks us because we don't physically see our loved ones every day, right? At least like the majority of us don't um, if you're an immigrant. So there's a part of us that doesn't necessarily believe that the person is gone. Um, and those days are actually the hardest because when you remember, it's like you remember losing them all over again. And you might try to call them or message them or you're checking to be like, is this real? Is this real? And it feels like you don't know up from down, you know, and it's so hard and it's so hurtful. And um, I just wanted to to talk about that part of it, the facing the feelings of it, because it is difficult. So, um, I, um, I'm going to talk about a couple people and, you know, I just want to put out a general trigger warning for folks. Um, oh, the trash people are right back around. Hopefully it's not too loud. Um, Oh, that sounded really loud. <laughs> um, I want to talk about a couple people, and I'm going to start with my grandma. Um, and I want to tie in our Hazen culture. If you're um, unfamiliar, it's just like our, if you're not East African or you're not Habesha or whatever, however you identify, we have a specific grieving process in our culture, we call it a hazen, um, and it is, it's, it's pretty heavy, it's some pretty heavy stuff, um, because our people suffer so much, they hold in so much that I, I have this philosophy that when it comes to the hazen, they finally let it all out, and it could be, um, Ooh, that truck is loud. Um, it can be extremely traumatic for a lot of us. So what I wanted to share first about was losing my grandma um, and facing that grief. And I want to talk to you guys about losing my cousin, if I can get through it. I'm already, I'm already getting emotional. It's really hard for me to talk about her still, and it's, it's been almost two years. Um, and I want to talk to you guys about my aunt that passed in a similar way. So trigger warning, um, because those two passed because of domestic violence and it was extremely difficult, still extremely difficult. And I want you guys to understand that um, grief is not a linear process. It doesn't, you don't from it one day and you're completely over it. You heal enough to the point where you learn to accept your new reality and getting your brain to that is really hard. So um, firstly, what it felt like, ooh, there goes my voice already. <clears throat> okay, what it felt like losing my, um, my grandma. So <clears throat> it's difficult. Um, but my grandma was sick for a long time, uh, for some years actually, and she had a stroke. 
that had um, severely impaired her like standard of living. And I felt like, you know, every other month there was something that was going on with her and I, and I knew she was just in pain all the time. Um, and I remember I graduated college, um, like I was working and like, I was like, mom, look, I got the bills. It's not, it's not that much. I can do it. Um, I've lived, you know, I had lived on my own through college anyways. And I was like, go be with her because I don't think she has that much time left. Oh my God. I haven't talked about this um, in a long time. So um, in that process, like my mom got to go there. She was there for like a long time, actually, just finally being able to be the caregiver for her mom because my mom is a caregiver and she takes care of everybody else's parents here. And so I know it was really hard for her um, to to not be able to do that for her own mother. And so I was really like lucky and blessed to, to give her that gift. Um, and so she went to go care for her. And then she came back and I came, you know, there's, there's some stuff in between, but anyways, um, I think we'd only been home for like two days and then we got a call back, um, from, from Abdi, from, um, back home in Tigray. And they were like, something had happened to her jaw, like where she couldn't eat. And so everybody was like crying and they're like, my mom was upset. She's like, I just saw her. She was just fine. And, um, it was just so hard because we didn't know what to do. And so we literally just bought like emergency, like last minute flights. And it was me, my mom and my aunt. And we ended up flying there. And, um, um, whew. when we got there, my grandma was in a lot of pain and I can tell, but she was so sharp. Like that woman is stubborn okay she is stubborn she was like she refused to wear like she was like did not want to be in a baby she didn't want to be babied she didn't want diapers or um she didn't want to be like she just wanted to function you know and I could tell um it was really hard but also there's a lot of beauty in that because like she was surrounded by all her kids and almost all of her grandkids, you know, um, and her great grandson, you know, she was able to, to see him and be with him too. And so at such a hard time, we were all surrounded by love. And the hardest thing about grief too, is like this confusing and conflicting part of it, which that quote was sharing of, um, on one side of it, you're extremely sad because you're losing this person that you love so much and your reality is going to change. You're not going to have access to them in the same way that you're used to. Um, you can't just pick up the phone and call them. And so there's this overwhelming sadness for that person, but really and truly for, for ourselves. And um, 
I I had levels of it because as a diaspora or as an immigrant, I didn't get to spend that much time with her. And because of the language barrier, um, I didn't get to always communicate with her in the way that I wanted to. And so my grief was like compiling um, and it was so much anger, anger at the world, uh, anger at the fact that like I didn't get to grow up in Adi the way that I would have. Um, So I was grieving a lot of realities at once. And then the Hazen culture um, back home, it is, it is actually um, can be beautiful, the meanings and, and the reasons why people do things, but it can also be very traumatic because people come in and because they don't normally cry or, you know, the shock or whatever, um, they just go ham. Like they are jumping up and down. They are super emotional and it's like such a wide range of expression um they're like falling on the floor people are carrying them and like you can just tell they are releasing so much pain and then you have the people that come in like really quietly and like don't say much and they're coming kind of like out of respect and in um, community and it's like this weird jarring experience Like you go, you'll be laughing one second and crying and then someone else comes in and they're like going ham and you're just like, what the hell's going on? And it's just so overwhelming, like let alone trying to pay attention to your own feelings, you know? And then I also just felt uncomfortable with a bunch of people staring at me like, like, oh, this poor family, you know? And it's like, I know they're like, what, I mean, what else are you going to look at, right? But it's just, it's it's almost compiled because for me, it's like, I don't know you. And like, I don't want to be in this state with you. Um, and when I kind of let go of that pride, I was just like, well, look at that. The beauty and the fact that these people don't know me and they're still wishing me well and trying to hold me up. So I think that there's still like some misunderstandings of like how we grieve as a people. But I also don't think we've ever had the luxury of, um, especially in this country, of doing the Hazen properly because the part that was different there was the 40 days that you stay at home or not even just at home, but like you're in grieving it's like everyone knows, like when we wear the all black and you put your nitzel on and everyone knows, like your job knows, you're not expected to be there. And even if you are, because you're a laborer, like a day laborer, um, there's a certain level of kindness and respect that people show you because they understand in the culture, you know, like you can actually take a break there and your family does come around and, um, they have the capacity to show up like here when we lost um our cousin um it it, it's similar but it was it's different at the same time because in this loss she was taken from us so trigger warning again talking about domestic violence she was taken from us 
um, by her boyfriend that we didn't know about. So imagine our shock. Um, and to get a knock on the door from the police, um, I don't wish that on anyone. Uh, was very confused and in shock. And it, it took a few days for the grief to set in because I was just in like action mode. Um, but it was, I was in, in this instance, it was anger that showed up first for me, um, not sadness. It was anger. Um, it was shock and anger. And it was so difficult. Um, because with my grandma's case, um, even though I was overwhelmingly sad, and yes, I did have some anger, I think I had more time to prepare for it. Like I knew it was coming and <laughs> my wind chimes. And, um, and in this instance, I felt relief for my grandma because she was in so much pain that I wanted her to let go because I knew she, I knew she was going to a better place and that she didn't deserve to continue to live in pain just for the sake of us, like having her, you know? And so I could find a way to like get through it because I had that sense of comfort, even though it was really hard. Um, but with Lydia and with my aunt Sega, um, separate separate issues with Sega her boyfriend also took her from us um and even though he was arrested and in jail and all of that stuff um you would think that makes you feel better and maybe for some people it does so I'm not going to take that away from any of you. But what the grief felt like for me was really just an overwhelming sorrow because her life felt cut short. Like I felt like she never got to live her potential. And the same with Lydia. Her, um, her boyfriend escaped jail and he ran away. Um, back to Adi, back to Ethiopia. And you know what they all do. They run and they hide because when you live in a corrupt ass country, who's going to catch you? Um, still sickening. But it was just an overwhelming anger for a long time. And I think it was because there was an overwhelming sadness that I had that I didn't want to acknowledge because it was like, how? How did I miss this? Like, I just saw her. I just talked to her. There wasn't, like, yeah, she was living her best life, but I didn't think it would be this. Um, I didn't even know she had a boyfriend, so that threw me off. And I was just angry at myself and at the world for a very long time. Um. And then I felt really guilty because I kept thinking, was there something that I could have done? And those thoughts running around your brain over and over and over and over again really make the grief very difficult to deal with. And so in facing that and facing it over the last 
two years for her, but, you know, go four and six and seven, you know, for all the others that I've lost. Um, it, it was really accepting that um, I was still here and that I was still moving and that my life continues and theirs doesn't. Um, it's a hard statement to swallow. And I think that's what most of us struggle with is that our life continues and theirs doesn't. And they're not there with us to experience all of the things. Like when you're happy and you want to call this person, you, you can't. Um, at your biggest celebrations, they're not there, at least physically, right? And so I think the part for me has always been like, how do I still honor them and feel connected to them and remember them and um, that comes kind of in a later stage but all of that is to say that your reality at least what you thought it was going to be and probably how you've been visualizing it um, or how your parents have set it up for you like our parents love to set up our lives for us it makes it makes it so much more difficult because you can't see that picture the same anymore and it's so hard to grasp that and to deal with it and so i wanted us to talk about this and i wanted to share this with you because oh i'm so sorry i'm sniffling through this whole thing guys um it it eats at you and i want you to know that this is normal for you to feel these things. It doesn't mean you're going crazy. Um, at times it feels overwhelming, but as someone who has been in perpetual grief for years, some days are easier than others. And the thing to like remember is that they're still with you in a different way. Like, they're not physically there, but I try to think of, like, what would they tell me now? If they were here, can I still imagine what their reactions might be? Or I try to, like, create a scenario for um, what their lives could possibly be. Or I just want to share with them. So I'll share with them through prayer. Um, or just talk to them in general like out loud and I know it sounds crazy but you know grief is only as hard as let it be so if, if you can start to face some of it if you can start talking about it out loud it makes it a lot easier and I will say the other thing that makes it hard is that it feels like you want the world to stop and I have felt this over and over and over again in my life that why is the world still spinning because my world has stopped spinning and you learn the hard way that it's the world does not stop for us we are small parts of it and instead of feeling sad and pitiful in that i have switched perspectives to to remind myself and humble myself that I am only a small part of this world and my only 
responsibility here is to experience it to its fullest. And for those who don't get to, for whatever reason, they don't get to make it um, to these different milestones in life and get to experience the different feelings about it, I got to do it bigger for them. Because when I get to my end date and I meet my maker, I want to have met them knowing that I tried every day to experience life and to be a better human and to show up in love. And that's how I choose to honor them. And that's how I face my grief every day is to let it be my fuel for my purpose. Um, But when I tried to avoid it, it didn't work. It just made me angrier because I would look at people and I was like, why are they so happy? And why is, you know, they just feel like life is rainbows and butterflies and it's not. And the more that I talk to people, I realize they carry grief too. We can't always assume, you know, I know there's times people will probably look at me and they're like, she's so happy and she's so, um, strong and look at her dealing with this all and she has a smile on her face and it's like yeah sure maybe but it's not there all day long you know I still have to wake up and grapple with the fact that life as I know it is not the same and to feel gaslit by people all the time it's so painful and difficult and I don't even know yet who I have to grieve because we don't all know So what I do is try not to run from it, face it every day, try to honor the loved ones that I remember in the moments that I remember them. When the moments of sadness come, I let myself cry. If I'm angry, I don't try to push past it. And um, all of that work has to happen daily because if it doesn't, moving on and and going another day becomes harder and harder and that's when you find yourself in depression long term that's when you find yourself in those situations where you feel like you can't move forward and so when I tell you to face your grief every day I'm not saying it's gonna be easy and I promise you actually I really promise you that it won't be but I can say with certainty that you will get stronger every day. You just have to find the rituals and you got to find a way to honor them and to live as they would have wanted you to. And I think the biggest trick is um, putting yourself in their shoes. If they were the ones that were still here having to honor you, what would you want for them to do? So... I want to end there and I want to manifest some strength for everybody. Um, Not the strength to avoid and, you know, just overcome and all that. No, I want to give you the strength on this healing journey. I want to manifest for you that you get the support and love that you need, that you get the mental relief, that you get the physical space to feel safe. Um that the right friends and family come into your life to hold you up on the days that are extra hard, Um, that you can find purpose in your passions and your work, 
to find a way to honor these people that you've lost, but also the strength to face a new reality, um, to accept a new reality, and to thrive in that. And, and that's what I want to manifest for everyone. And in order for us to all do that, we got to face our pain and not let it take over. So that is going to be the end of this episode. Um, thank you all for watching. Appreciate it. And y'all already know this is Manifest Mondays. I will be back on Wednesday for Black Women Wednesday. And I hope you guys all enjoy that. Don't forget to subscribe, like, and share um, this channel so we can help build this platform out and, and continue to have a space that is for us. So I love you all, everybody. Happy Manifest Mondays.